Hello, everyone. I'm here with senior Kylie Tuis, and we just were discussing her podcast about parenting. Uh, really, really good podcast to listen to. So, Kylie, tell us a little bit about your episode. Yeah, so I interviewed with Anna three different teachers about just the difference in like the generations of how they were raised versus how like they raised their kids and like some of the struggles and things that were good about it and just the way the generation has changed really. Yeah, I thought you and Anna did a very good job on really tying in a lot of uh, the aspects of the people who you interviewed their childhood and how they grew up versus how they're raising kids on their own now. Um, what were some things that you learned when you were going through these interviews? Um, so the main thing I learned was the difference in the three teachers on how they were raised. Like some teachers I didn't know went through different things. And then um, – Basically, the main talk thing that they talked about was the technology, how they could just live their lives and not worry about technology and, you know, like kidnappers, like they could just play outside for hours and not worry about a thing. And that's just really changed, like how I grew up, really. Kind of crazy, isn't it? It blew my mind. Yeah, it's, you know, it probably sounds like, you know, some historical time period many, many moons ago. But, you know, you're pro you're talking about some folks that are, you know, in their late 30s, 40s, 50s, that when they were children had pretty much free reign of their time in their day. And it's just not that way anymore, unfortunately. Right. Um, I, I really enjoyed listening to the different parts of how they grew up um, and you know, how they look back on their lives. And I really love how you and Anna tied into that, um, the the lessons about how they parent now. Um, ultimately, mm -hmm. Kylie, what are the things or what's a lasting image that you want to leave the audience with? Um, I just want the audience to know, like, the different perspectives of what raising your kids was then versus now and how it's really, really changing with technology and just evolving really fast and it has bad impact but also good ones as well absolutely probably all on how you're using it so well yeah. kylie you and anna did a great job uh i hope everybody enjoys the episode as much as i did and uh great work and um hopefully we'll get some good feedback good work kiddo thank you thank you All right, so I'm going to be interviewing Ms. Burns about her past childhood and the difference in how she raises her kids now. So my first question is, how was your childhood like and what are some differences in raising your kids then versus now? So um, I'm sure you guys have already heard stories about this, but I was part of the uh, generation where we left in the morning and I got on my bike and I drove several miles to my friend's house. Yeah. And we were told to be home before the streetlights turned on. And that was before, you know, my parents probably didn't have my friend's phone numbers. There wasn't any checking in. There mm -hmm. wasn't like, you know, there's child molesters out there or kidnappers. There wasn't that fear. It was yeah. just, you know, go a lot out. safer. Yeah. I know that you're at a friend's house, so you're fine. 
and um, and everybody took care of one another's kids. And so it was a very different time. Um, and I think probably the single biggest thing that has changed um, from when I was a kid to now is um, the technology and access to cell phones. Definitely. I didn't actually, um, I didn't even have a computer in high school. So there has been so much of a change since like I graduated high school, which was over 30 years ago to now. Didn't have a computer in high school, um, just started out on the oldest computers in college. And so you can see like over the years now I'm in charge of the technology. Mm -hmm. So there's a huge learning curve there. But I remember um, my husband and I, who was then my boyfriend, getting our first cell phone. So our cell phone number is just one off of each other because, you know, we were just getting our first cell phones and we've had them ever since. And then, of course, kids get cell phones now mm -hmm. pretty young. So my 12-year-old has a cell phone, but you have that constant connection yeah, with them. So I'm like, um, it's almost like you couldn't even fathom your kids not having that phone. Exactly. I'm texting. My mom's the same way. How are you, you know, how are you doing? How was your day? Even if he's at his friend's house when I get home, I want to have some kind of connection with him. I think a lot of people now think that um, there's um, this separation between kids and their parents now because of the technology. But I would argue that it's different mm -hmm. than that because even though sometimes my daughter now, she's moved out, she lives in an apartment out here, but even when she lived at home and she'd be in the basement, I'd be upstairs in my bedroom, we'd text one another. Mm -hmm. Like I'd ask her a question, That's, you know? Yeah, my mom FaceTime me if yes. I'm in my room. And, and we're in the same yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, my da daughter would go out on a date and she would have a question about yeah. something. She'd go to the bathroom. She'd be in the stall and she'd like be texting me. So I kind of almost feel like I was there. Yeah. You know, like if she needed anything, like if you're ever scared, you tell me, I'll come and get you. So I think it's a tool that it can allow you to have a lot closer connection to your kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I probably have a closer um, relationship with my children, even despite the technology, than I did with my parents because it was just like, you know, go, go raise yourself. Yeah. Of course, there were six kids in my family, and I have two, so that's a difference, too. Um, but very, very big difference. Um, but on the bad side of things, I think the technology is bad for when your kids aren't um, mature yet mm -hmm. and they don't understand the dangers out there. Um like I walked into my daughter's room and she was FaceTiming somebody and I found out it was a guy over 18. Mm. She was 15. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. lived out. That my mom would have done the same thing. And got on the phone and said, don't you ever call this number again. I'll yeah. call the police. And, you know, I had to explain to her what kind of parent would we be if mm. it's midnight and we let you go down to the street and hang out at the corner with a guy over and an adult man. Yeah, it's and she, she looked at me like, that would be crazy. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's the same thing when you're inviting him into your bedroom through this technology. So I know this interview isn't about te technology exactly, but to me, that is a huge difference between the generations. I agree. Do you ever, like, wish that, like, they didn't grow up with the cell phones or, like, like how you did, like you didn't have technology? No, because I'm not one of those people that thinks, oh – if things could only be the way they used to be. Yeah. Um, I don't agree with that. I, I think you just live with the way things are and you always acknowledge that there's bad and there's good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with the way I was brought up, I'm sure there were kids that were abducted and sexually abused mm -hmm. because of that whole hands-off kind of child rearing that was popular in the day. 
So I think it had its own uh, downsides. I just, I like having that connection with my kids and I know that, you know, not so much when my 12 year old's at school right now, I'm not going to be able to contact yeah. them. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll text my daughter and I know that within the hour, she's probably going to text me back. Mm -hmm. And I just like that. I like that um, constant connection. And I don't I think that's going to change. You know, they always talk about when your kids go off to college, how, you know, they, there's that separation and, and things like that. And I don't, I don't feel like that. I feel like if anything, we're even closer. Yeah. So I think you just have to take advantage of the positive aspects of technology, but also being aware of the dangers of it. So uh, my childhood uh, was awesome. I absolutely loved it. Um, it was, it, you know, I don't know what the perfect childhood is. I'm not sure about that, but I have to believe I came pretty close to that. Um, I don't know how how deep you want me to, you know, as a kid, I I, uh, I never wanted for anything um, because I had everything I thought I needed. And uh, and that included some Legos <laughs> and shoes and clothes and food. Hey, your Friday shoes. Yeah, I got my Friday shoes on today. Don't I? <laughs> yeah. But um, but but, you know, uh, I, I was kind of I was raised by a single mother. And who was a social worker, so she didn't hardly make any money. And uh, you know, we 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 were we were uh, just just getting by, you know, just getting by. And uh, so I never had the latest video game or you know some of that stuff. And it, it, but I never, I didn't even really think about it because I was happy and I was loved, and uh, and, and that meant a lot. And uh, so. You know, I think that was a, a considerable uh, childhood. And my grandfather was a humongous influence in my life. Uh, he spent a lot of time with me and uh, I, I with him and my cousin, uh, who was also my first cousin, who was also being raised by his mom. And uh, in fact, for a while, we moved in together just so that the two sisters, my mom and my aunt, could save some monies. Um, so we were more like brothers. And uh, things like that. But anyway, um, so yeah, that was my kind of childhood, like elementary and middle school, kind of that that kind of childhood. Um, and I, you know, I've had four boys, and uh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm by no means a perfect father, and far from that. But uh, you know, I missed a lot of my father in my life, so I thought that you know, I better see how I can figure out how to make some of this up. And I was kind of, you know, just trying to be a dad to them. And, you know, I probably have failed more than I've succeeded, I guess. I don't really know. You, you don't, I don't know how you measure that. Mm -hmm. uh, trial and error. You know, right. It's trial yeah. and error. And, and, you know, my older two boys, well, first of all, my kids haven't wanted for anything either. And uh, even though, you know, we may be a little, a little better off, as a family financially than what I experienced with my own mother growing up. Um, you know, we've been able to provide for them a lot of the things that they want. And, uh, but they, they work and they, they work for it too around the house and, and things. But, uh, but I, I guess, you know, raising, when my mom had to raise me, she only had one chance. That was it. 
Like, yeah. I got to get this right because I've yeah. only got one chance. Yeah. And uh, she tells me all the time she screwed up because look how I turned out. But uh, <laughs> but, none, but nonetheless, you know, I had I had four chances and I, I'm still going through those. It's not like I'm finished raising my kids. I don't know that you're ever finished. Yeah. Um, you know, my mom still tells me I'm always your mother, you know, <laughs> and she's right. Like she's always my mom. Doesn't yeah. matter. You know, I'm 50 years old and she's still my mom and I still have to listen to her and I still have to yeah. respect her, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, so when I'm raising my kids, um, I try not to spoil them. Uh, I try to remind them that, you know, to treat people good and with respect and and, and just be good to others because that's the measurement of humanity. Um, doesn't matter what we have financially, physically, but it does matter what we have uh, in terms of spiritual togetherness or, you know, taking care of each other as a, as a community. Yes. You know? Yes. So that's that's really I, – I learned that from my mom and my grandfather. And so I think I've spilled a lot of that over, even though it's not exact. Mm -hmm. I yeah. agree, yeah. Okay, next question. Oh, wow. So I didn't have a cell phone. Um and we didn't, we only had like the, the phones that were attached to the wall. That's how old I am. As I'm saying this, I feel very old. Sounds like a mom. <laughs> <laughs> and we would like go out to play and run the neighborhood for hours and hours. Um, now with my kids, I am like worried about letting them out of my backyard. And I did not want to buy my daughter a cell phone, but she, you know, she has a cell phone. She's 11. Mm -hmm. Um, and she started middle school this year and a lot of, um, what my concerns are is her social media use, um, interactions with peers. Um, and I feel like the way that kids get their feelings hurt, but I should say tweens at like middle school age, the way they get their feelings hurt and their concept of socialization is so different because my daughter's constantly aware of what mm -hmm. everybody else is doing mm -hmm. and she might perceive that she's being left out. But on the other hand, you have the right to hang out with a group of kids and it's not being left out. You know what I mean? So anyways, yeah. that, that's really tricky to parents. I didn't experience that <laughs> at all. Um, I went to a small Catholic school and um, when I was at that middle school age, I had the five girls in my class were my five friends, and it was just very simple. Now it's um, really complicated. Okay, I have a question. Um, do you look back now to how you were raised, and you think, um, hold on, do you look back and think now that the way your parents raised you is fine now, and you don't complain? Like, you maybe like, then you were like, oh, I hate that you do this, but now you're like, oh, I get why they did that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think you, especially as a teenager, you can be very critical of your parents. Mm -hmm. And you just swear, I'll never do that as a parent. Mm -hmm. And then when you become a parent and you realize um, you make, you've made mistakes mm -hmm. and things that you wished you hadn't done or things you, um, you know, wish you could change as a parent in yourself. And then it makes you a lot more understanding about your own. Like they're just humans and yes. they made mistakes and they did the best they could with what they knew yes. at the time. Yeah. Kylie, do you have any another question? Yeah. It is, do you look back and think now that the way your parents raised you is fine now and you don't complain? 
But you kind of already talked about that. Yeah, I did. I mean, I don't, I honestly, um, I don't complain at all. I mean, yeah. you know, my mom was, she, she was strict. Like she expected a lot, but she wasn't really like, she went about it. She went about instilling that in me in a way that was, um, clandestine. It, mm -hmm. it was secret. Like mm -hmm. I never knew, like I was learning lessons along the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, you know, she's, she, she's, she's mentally preparing me and I never even realized what that looked like. Um, I would say that's one of the, one of the probably differences between her and I with her raising me and me raising my kids. You know, I, uh, I am more of the fatherly, like, <laughs> you know, grunt and fart and get it done <laughs> and like and when yeah. you're going, I'm ticked and you know and so on I don't have some sometimes that motherly nurturing mm -hmm. you know kind of thing yeah is, so yeah I think there's a little difference there but uh yeah you know each one of them my oldest ones would tell you that I I I raise them differently than my younger ones and yeah that may be true yeah. Other question is, what is one of the... Okay, my question is, do you look back and think now that the way your parents raised you is fine now and you don't complain like you used to? If that makes sense. <laughs> so let me, let me rephrase this to make sure. Do I think that my parents did a good job and it's fine? Yes. Okay. Like maybe back then you would be like, oh, I hated when you did this. Oh, now right. You look back, now you look back and you're like, oh, I yes. see why you did that. Yeah, yeah, yes, I see. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think back. I was kind of a nerd. I know it's shocking. <laughs> I wasn't like trying to break too many rules. But I just remember when I was in high school, um, getting in trouble for cur curfew. It would make me so mad. Like I want my freedom. I, I deserve my freedom. And I, I didn't deserve my freedom. When I was out past midnight, I wasn't doing anything good. <laughs> my parents were right. <laughs> you know, nothing good happens after midnight. No, you're right. Yeah, they were right. Um, and I also remember there were a couple of friends that I had that were troublesome friends, and I'm sure you guys have them too. And I was like so bitter. My mom and dad called me out on it and like gave me a hard time, and I wanted to hang out with them. And now that I see how one friend in particular turned out, mm -hmm. she they, she was really right, like yeah. really, really, really right. So, and then answer your question. Yes, that okay. did answer yeah. it. Okay. The biggest issues you faced growing up and raising your kids. So kind of two different parts. So what was one of the biggest issues I faced growing up? And then what's one of the biggest issues that I have raising my children? Yes. Okay. That's a good question. So Thank you. um Yeah, so yeah. so I guess one of the biggest issues, I don't know. I, I really, I really didn't have a lot of issues growing up. I, I didn't have a really close relationship with my father. Um, and I, and I don't know that that was really necessarily a terrible thing. I didn't know what that meant at the time. So I couldn't say that it was good or bad. Um, I, uh, I, I didn't not get along with my dad, but my dad was like a, when they got divorced and he kind of went his way and uh, he kind of went off and did his thing. He was a good guy. It wasn't like he was a terrible dude or nothing. He just, he was like a bachelor, 
-hmm. you know, so he was running around doing whatever he wanted to do. And when he had time for me, he would show up and him and, you know, and then, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. and then skedat, and yeah. it was kind of like, man, what's up with that? You know, we back then, you know, parents got divorced. You really didn't have like some of the more creative custody um, agreements and arrangements that families have today that I'm sure you guys have both seen where, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you'll go for every other weekend and then this part of the week you go here or that, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. we didn't have any of that. And that yeah. was probably okay with me because I would not have wanted to stay with my dad yeah. simply because he had a whole different, he was on a different schedule. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that was a bit of a challenge, um, you know, but, but we became best friends um, later in life. And, and that was good that, that we were able to, um, really do that later in life. Uh, I just missed some of those lessons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But my grandfather was there, so it, yeah. was, it was fine. And, and he was very, very good to me. Raising my own kids, um, problems that Kylie to, to clarify problems I'm having with raising my own kids. Is that what you mean by that? Yeah. Like a difficulty or something. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think a difficulty is, is, is trying to find the right amount of um, independence where, where you give them you give them enough independence to start learning right and wrong mm -hmm. with the foundation you've provided uh, because you can't you won't be there with them forever and they have to be able to make those decisions and I think that's probably the biggest uh, the biggest hurdle that I've had to that I've had to deal with, and that is finding that fine line of of independence. My wife, I would I would say she is she would ha much rather have them a little closer um, and 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 nurture them more and more and more. But I think that's part of that motherly yeah thing. And you know, my mom was was very much my mom raised me to be very independent. Like bottom line, even though I, even though she was very nurturing, like you're independent, mm -hmm. like, and I had to be because it was her and I, and she worked like billions of hours a week yeah. and it was like, here's what you're going to do with the house. This, 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 and this, and this. And I'm like, mom, I'm five. <laughs> and she's like, well, yeah, but someday you're going to be like 25 and you're going to need to know this. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know? so, so I think I expect that out of my kids a little bit because I see that it can be beneficial. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is a hurdle to, to know that that distance mm -hmm. or level or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Okay. The last question so I have, uh, my other one is, what is one of the biggest issues you faced growing up and with raising your kids? Does it have to match? No. Okay. Um, hmm, that's a really good question. Well, I struggled honestly with um, school when I was little and the school that I went to didn't do much to help me. Mm -hmm. So I kind of stayed struggling. Um, and the difference with my kids is that they, there's so much support, especially in public schools where you, you are not, I don't think you're allowed to flounder. Like if you want the help, it's there. Mm -hmm. um, when I played in sports, so I played sports in high school um, and I, I played for my school, like my grade school, and it was simple. Mm -hmm. um, and I played for my high school. Um, I did a little bit of traveling volleyball. And at the time, this is one difference, too. 
in my head, I made this like elite select, you call it club volleyball. We mm -hmm. traveled all over the country to play. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. You know what I mean? We yeah. wore spandex butt huggers. We called them like our jungle buns, or our neon <laughs> buns. Yeah, you can picture me as a teenager running around and mm. playing volleyball and butt huggers. Anyways, um, my perception was that my parents are lucky to watch me play at all these tournaments and we'd be stuck in a gym for 12 hours mm -hmm. our whole weekend. And now I'm like, man, they really sacrificed a lot. Yeah of time and that sounds like pure hell yeah i think i think about that too with how i cheer and my mom would sit those basketball games and all i'm doing is let's go <laughs> yeah yeah and then at the time i was like god they're so lucky they get to go watch me play i'm like no that's horrible <laughs> but i guess the difference with my kids my my children are very very into sports um for example uh my daughter plays for king's hammer both actually do now and we're we're like just you know, you can't see me, Kylie, but I'm like doing the money, throwing money sign. Um, yeah. Thousands of dollars per kid every year. Mm -hmm. oh um, and that's, at, we're, we're forking over money that my parents didn't have. And those opportunities weren't there. And I feel like now as a parent, with how competitive sports are, if you're not forking over thousands of dollars for training, um, and all this stuff for any sport they want to pursue, there's tons of guilt. Mm -hmm. There's tons of guilt. So did I answer your question? I hope I didn't get too far away yeah. from that. Yeah, you did. Okay, and then I have one more question I have is, does your kids ever complain about the same things you complained about as a kid, like a curfew or hanging with friends? <laughs> <laughs> so... Um... I, I really, I don't know how to answer that question. Um, I, I know that my mom would be able to recite almost every time I complained about something. Uh, and I'm sure I complained as a kid about stuff. But when we say as a kid... You know, do we mean like pre-teenage kids? Yeah, or? like Jackson's age, like how like oh, old so you were. Yeah, like high school. Yeah, so, so yeah, so a lot of my conversation today has been more about like kind of early development in, mm -hmm. in life, you know. Mm -hmm. But let, let's 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 look at that teenage thing. So as a teenager, um, you know, we didn't have obviously a lot of the technology that you all had have, and uh, thank God. Uh, it, we survived and we had an absolute riot <laughs> without all of this extraneous media. You know, media, social media and otherwise. We did not have that stuff. And I'm, I'm convinced that it's, though it does have benefit, it also is terrible uh, for relationships and so on. But that's another story. That's for another podcast. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, the challenges I faced as a teenager, I, you know, I don't, I had a, I had a curfew. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, I, I really tried to, to keep that curfew for a couple of reasons. Uh, but mostly because, because the next morning I had to be at work with my, with my stepfather who came into my life there uh, when I was a young teenager. Uh, I had to be at work with him at 630 in the morning. Mm -hmm. So 
you do some quick math and spend a couple nights out too late. Yeah. And you try to get up at six to go to work on Saturday. You don't want to. Not even close to one. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and, and I had to work. Like, I, it wasn't like standing there, you know, and just smiling. It was like humping, getting it done and hauling this and doing that. And it was anyway. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that whole curfew thing, I was pretty much allowed to go wherever I wanted. Uh, we didn't have to check in all the time. Yeah, because you have the you phones did, now. Yeah, so you know, we, yeah, we didn't have phones and, you know, it's, but, but, you know, don't get caught lying. Yeah. Don't get caught <laughs> lying, you know, and, and, and I don't know, I guess it's easier to track where you guys are now. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, oh, I mean, if, if I'm paying for your <laughs> cell phone, you're going to have a tracking tool on that cell phone. You sound like my mom. <laughs> you don't want that tracking tool on your cell phone? Go get your own system. Yeah. You know, you can do that when you move out, right? Kind of thing. Yeah. When I was a kid, there wasn't any tracking unless they sent a private detective. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But don't get caught lying. Don't don't lie. You know, don't tell me you're here when you're not. And, you know, I did that a couple times. And, and, and I was at places that, you know, and I, I don't know that I did it purposefully, but I did, you know, I, we were going to so-and-so's house, but we ended up staying at such and such. And I never really said that that's where we ended up. Yeah. You know, I guess that's kind of lying. Um, but it wasn't, you know, uh, anyway, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, kids today, you know, teenagers today, you know, you know, everyone's, I want to say that, oh, they have it so easy. And in some aspects you do because the economy has really been pretty good for the most part. Yeah. So Jobs have been fairly easy to find for teenagers. Um, you know, you guys can put a little jingle in your pocket, uh, you know, and all that stuff. But at the same time, you're dealing with all that other extraneous stuff that I didn't, we just didn't deal with. Yeah. You know, uh, shaming me on, you know, snap face and <laughs> all that, all that stuff that you people do. So, yeah. I don't know. That's it. That's all I got for that. That's all. Yeah. All Thank right. you, Mr. Besker. <laughs> Does your kids ever complain about the same things you complained about as a kid? Like, I know your kids are kind of younger. So. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, I don't know if it's, it's not necessarily complaining, but my middle child has a mouth. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, but, she's got such, she's seven. But you guys are more alike. Yeah, so well, you guys battle more. Yes. That's how me and my mom are. We, we like butt heads. And she's very, she's just argumentative and my mom I was mouthy I didn't like break rules I really meant it when I said I was a nerd I didn't do much I actually look back and I wished I you'd be surprised I'm pretty mouthy so I came from a family where no one had gone to college before so there was a huge educational gap there my mom you know we were kind of like from the Appalachian area mm -hmm. and she um, married my dad when she was 16 and it wasn't because she was pregnant it was because that's just the way they did things. And um, and she dropped out of school in 10th grade because she was getting married. So mm -hmm. why, why would you need to finish school? She was going to become you know, a mother and a housewife. And, um, and then my dad went to trade school, so he became a mechanic. Um, and so just in one generation's time, I feel like there was a huge, huge difference. And like I went to college and then I got my master's and then another master's. And um, also, I got married when I was um, 29, 
and I had my first child when I was um, 30, 31. Mm-hmm. And so for my mom, she was 16. She, her first children were twins, my, my sisters. And then she had me when she was 19. So she had three children by the time she was 19. Mm-hmm. And like, I wasn't, I would never have even imagined being mature enough to be married and being yeah. at the age of 19. I could imagine. So it was hard enough for me when I became, you know, I was 30 years old and I was still like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know? <laughs> so I think that was a big difference. Huge generational gap there. Yeah. Okay. Then I have one more question. Does your kids ever complain about the, th- the same things you complained about as a kid? Like curfew or hanging with friends? Um, yeah. Um, I, my kids would oftentimes say, you're the only parents who fill in the blank. Heard that. <laughs> you know, or all of my other uh, friends' parents will allow them to do this or that, you know. And then you come to find out later that that's not true. Yeah. You know, they're like, they're very pinpointing. Yeah. And then I joked with my daughter. I said, you know, would it hurt your feelings if I said, well, why can't you be like, one of my students at school yeah. and, you know, do this or that. And she looked at me horrified, like that would be awful. And I said, you do that to me all the mm-hmm. time. Every time you compare me to someone else's parent, you know, you make me feel awful. Like I'm this bad parent. So, but it's just one of those things where you just have to stay the course and do what you think is right. And, you know, you change your expectations a little bit as they age and as they mature and they get more responsibility. But we've always been, I think, the more strict parent. Yeah. And especially now with this pandemic and what we allow our um, son to do and like not allowing him to go to parties Mm -hmm. and different things like that. I'm really feeling it. Yeah. Like I'm wishing like all the parents were on the same page with this, but they're not. Yeah. You know, my son just got invited to a party with his friend where he was inviting his entire football team, Mm -hmm. small house. And I'm like, there's no way I'm letting you go to that, you know? So it's just everything. You're always like that parent, you know, that's not letting your kid do the thing. And I, and um, so I, I kind of grew up in a very religious mm-hmm. household. So I had those same, same complaints. Yeah. Okay. I actually had a follow up question at the beginning, but I didn't want to interrupt. Okay. Um, you know how you said uh, that there was like nothing to worry about. So you could just like drive around on the streets or walk around with your friends or whatever. Uh-huh. What would have been, like, the most thing that you had to worry about, like, back then? Would it be, like, kidnapping or something? Or was there, like... You know, that never even crossed my mind. It was weird, you know, like, now, thinking back on that. But I, you know, we were also the generation where we rode around. I remember my parents had a station wagon. And I don't remember ever wearing Mm seatbelts. Like, we were in the back seat just, you know, horse playing around with one another. And I even remember being in a car accident and ended up in the floor with the seat over on top of us. And even after that, it wasn't like, oh, you should probably wear your seatbelts. It just never clicked. wasn't just, a thing. Yeah. And then, you know, like my, my husband said, his parents, like they would go on vacation and they would sit there and just chain smoke in the car with the windows up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you would not do that. Yeah, now. you wouldn't think about that. And uh, so, I don't know, people just didn't have like the same concerns. As yeah. they do yeah. now, and then that you know, and that's where the term I think helicopter parent mm-hmm. became so prevalent. It's because we became so aware of that. Like when I was eleven or twelve, I, have you guys heard of Adam Walsh? Mm, no, no. <laughs> he so his dad became like this. Um, if you look him up, he's still on the on the TV, and he's always looking down, um, looking or trying to hunt down people who murder children and stuff. Mm-hmm. And his son 
disappeared from a mall while he his wife was there and it was like really? the one the first news story that was really in the news and like what happened to this kid and they never really did find out what happened to this kid i think they found his body or his skull or something but i just remember when i was around 12 or 13 that being like oh my god this like, is what's going on that happened you start worrying and now you feel like you hear stories like that every day yeah all, yeah i definitely agree and that was like um probably a very much of a year defining story for me mm -hmm. at the time and so we just didn't have it it wasn't in our just our landscape the way it is now yeah so i really didn't have that fear Hi everyone, this is Jeremiah Swords and I wanted to say thank you for taking a few minutes out of your schedule to listen to uh, my students' hard work uh, and what they're putting in in our Campbell County Media Communications program. Uh, until next time, thank you and have a great one.